Welcome to Salt and Light. I'm Charles van Veek. Wonderful to be with you again as we have a chat to some friends in the studio. And today we're going to be talking about mental health. And uh, Salt and Light here uh, on Radio Tigerberg is usually dealing with the biblical principles regarding contemporary issues. And especially considering the lockdowns that have taken place around the world in, in many, many countries, if not every country, uh, we want to talk about mental health. And has God's Word got anything to say about mental health? Yes or no? So let's get started. We have Ashley with us in the studio. Welcome, Ashley. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Olga, great to have you with us. It's great to have you. <laughs> so give us a little bit of a background. Ashley, just tell us what have you studied? Uh, you, you finished your degree, I know, but what do we call it? Um, so I am a graphic designer, so I, my degree is a Bachelor of Arts in graphic design. Fantastic. Yes. And you spent quite a bit of time from, with the COVID lockdown in the UK, am I correct? Yes, I so did. We're gonna get a, and then you've also been locked down in South Africa. Yes. So we're going to get an interesting perspective from you on mental health in yeah. the different areas. Olga, you are from? I'm from Limpopo. Limpopo? Yes. Where's that? <laughs> it's at, um, just before you cross the to Zimbabwe. Oh, there we go. Welcome to Cape Town. I uh, <laughs> know you've been here a long time. Yeah. You've also studied, you finished your studies. What sort of uh, diploma or whatever do you have? I have a diploma in human resource management. Human resources management. Yes. Fantastic. So we're going to get a really interesting uh, uh, ideas here today. And Olga, you live in an informal settlement in South Africa by choice because yes. you're ministering there. Am I right? Yes, yes. That's Fantastic. Right. Well, quickly, what kind of ministry are you involved with? So are we involved in the safe house? Uh, my, 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 my friend and I, we look after the abused children all around the community. Okay, so sexually abused, physically abused, both? Uh, both. Both. Both, yes. And we also have a ministry of the soup kitchen that we provide uh, two meals a day for the whole community. Wonderful. Fantastic. So here we are, Ashley and Olga, we're discussing mental health. Yes. For either of you... Does the Bible have anything to say about our mental health? Well, um, for me, um, one of my favorite scriptures that I always refer that helps me with my mental health and sort of my anxieties and worries is um, 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. And it is quite a popular one um, that says, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And um, just repeating these words... Um, helps me so much. The feeling and safety I get, the protection that God gives me um, from the stress of life and all the anxieties because of COVID. And um, yeah, for me, that feels like God is talking to me personally, saying that he loves me. My, the spirit inside me that is him, that is Jesus, is always with me, always wanting to protect me and keep me safe and keep me strong. Yes, and it's not like we didn't have stress before the COVID, am I right? Yes, yes. You know, it's just added to everything <laughs> exactly. at, at quite, yeah, a, yeah. quite a pace. Yeah. Um, Olga, do you know of any scriptures that you've had to deal with in your life when it comes to dealing with any kind of mental anguish? Yeah, actually, yes, because it's been a very very like rough time since 2020 it's it, it's been crazy with the covid like you said i stay in informal settlement it hasn't been easy you cannot help but worry yes. and, not just and you're, you're living in a shack yeah you're in living a in a shack yeah. you know you get to worry about all sorts of stuff how am i supposed to self-quarantine how am i supposed to keep a distance and things like that and when it gets hot you in a fire and when it's freezing cold in winter you like being inside a deep freeze exactly when it's hot it's hot 
when it's cold, it's too cold yeah. inside. Yeah. So it, it's yeah. a bit... It just adds to the, the yeah, mental it, stress. Yeah, exactly, it really does. So I have a verse that I normally refer to. It's one of my favorites. It's Philippians verse 4. Uh, uh, sorry, Philippians chapter 4. So it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and pet- petition, with thanksgiving, request uh, uh, submit your request to God. That's one of my favorites that it reminds us that we don't have to do everything on our own. We, we, you know, Jesus uh, gave us that uh, communication between God and us that you can always pray, you can always talk to him. Uh, you know, God knows what you're going through. He yes. knows everything about you. But it feels nice that, you know what, even though you cannot communicate to the people around you, you can always go down on your knees and talk to him, which which makes things a bit easier. You know, you... you you have that moment, uh, intimate moment with God. Yes. Uh, through prayer. Yes. And the fact that he tells us not to worry and not to be concerned is an instruction because he knows that's exactly what we're doing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, he wouldn't have said anything that's about true. it. Yeah. <laughs> so he knows that uh, what, we, uh, what we're going through and understands that. And I mean, who could have experienced more mental anguish? Um, than Jesus Christ knowing that he's going to die on the cross and speaking to his father about it and, and even asking, you know, can I, is there any way that I can get out of this, you know, yeah. and uh, but still understanding that he, he can't. Yeah. Um, and that also seems like a, a mental struggle and anguish, even although it was very spiritual at the same time. So uh, very um, pertinent um, scriptures that you, you ladies have, have quoted there. Um if we if we living uh, in South Africa in our normal circumstances, we we have big differences in the kinds of housing we live in, the different places we hang out in, the different shops we go to. Our whole environment is very different, mm-hmm. um, and I suppose we all have, you know, sort of mental health issues. It doesn't matter if you're in a township or you're in uh, a very smart uh, security estate, for want of a better idea. Um, but what are your friends, not you in particular, what are the friends and the people you live with and those in your kind of environment that you hang out in? What are the kinds of issues that they're dealing with that are causing the stress? Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, yeah. So, Ashley, give us, give us some ideas of what your friends or contemporaries are going through. Mm. Well, I think uh, for me and the people that I know, um, it has a lot to do with connections because we feel very cut off from our people and um, from our churches and our connect groups. Yes, you have um, over the phone or over technology communications, but you're not making that you know person to person connection and you feel very cut off. And it's very easy just to get into your head about being alone or feeling lonely or, you know, even if you're going to the shops, everyone's wearing masks. And if you catch someone's eye, it's not easy just to smile and have a human interaction. Yes. So I think that's a very important uh, facet that you brought up there. Uh, People do actually smile with their eyes, but you can't always catch it with the mask all over the face, you know. there and you can see eyes light up and sure, everything but sure. it feels just slightly different or stilted or you know so I feel like connections and then that just leads to a world of mental health if you feel like you don't have it or loneliness I think is one of the biggest roots of um, serious mental disorders like depression and and, and especially in your age group uh, or yes. even let's say a bit younger than you yeah. th- those are still maybe at school where people are saying even before COVID, even 
going to school, even being in in a, a society that was sort of functioning reasonably okay, mm. people still feeling all alone and yeah. left out and ostracized and all sorts of strange things, which is quite funny because mm. we're so much more connected electronically than the, than the world has ever been. And yet we have those kinds of feelings. Do, do you experience the same in in, inform, in your informal settlement environment that people are feeling ostracized? Oh, you people are very social. <laughs> yes, we are. You know are what I mean? Social. There's no such thing That's there as somebody true. being lonely. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. And we don't even rely on our phones that much because, you know, we live close to each other, you know, if you know what I mean. Like the shakes are right next. Like you can actually hear somebody's TV when you're at your own house. So that that's how close we are. So the fact that you're not able to go out and try to be with your friends and things like that, it, it's, it's a bit depressing, you know, for people because we are used to talking to one another, you know, in person. So having to do it via WhatsApp, it's, it's, it's a bit challenging. We're still struggling to trying to keep the kids inside the house because they just can't do it, you know. So they need to be out there and be with their friends. So that connection thing, it, it's really stressful. The yes. parents don't want their kids out there because they don't want them to get sick or, or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the kids, they stay with their grandparents. Imagine you go out there and get all these diseases and bring it back to your to, to your grandparents and that. Yes, yeah, so they have comorbidities. They're already struggling yeah. with maybe some heart illness or blood pressure problems or something so, like so that. It's just gonna add up to what you know what they already you know they already have the disease that they're struggling with. Sure. So when you come and bring in more sickness and, and, and illness, it's it's really not great. Yes. So yeah. I can imagine being really stressful in a society that is so personable and so um, connected with each other. Um, I find it a little bit weird that those of us who've grown up in the West, we were always wanting our privacy and we demand our privacy and we, uh, you know, the Western mindset of, um, you know, leave me alone. I'm a self-made person. I'm successful. I'm great. And yet those people are really struggling with exactly what Ashley's been talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, my friends, I'm Charles van Beek. We're trying to struggle through the ideas of mental health. We've been chatting about if the Bible has anything to say about that and Ashley and Olga have uh, quoted scriptures that are meaningful to them concerning this. Uh, But yet, uh, the Lord spoke to us about these issues because of the very fact that we do worry about things and that we do have mental health issues and we do struggle with it. So, um, Ashley, in your your world, where do people go for help? Do they all run off to the psychologist? Do they go to psychiatrists? Do they go to church... uh, well, um, because I am part of a Christian household and we are involved in our church and our connect groups, um, I feel like me and my family, we all um, run to the people we know in our church and our friends there and the connect groups and the people you've built relationships with. Okay, so yeah. you stick in your your group. You're not going outside of that uh, to go look for, for help generally. No. And no. So, so that's extremely important yes. that you trust the people enough in your surroundings to open up to them and rely on them and them not going to tell the world about whatever's been discussed. Yes, exactly. Um, Olga, what happens in your world? Where well, do people go? Do they go well, to pastors? Well, do they go to... Drink at the Shabin when it's open. What do people do for, for help when they're struggling? Yeah, you know, well, people deal with that different, like, you know, in different ways. Like myself, I have people from church that I talk to, but then the other people in the community that maybe they don't go to church, 
uh, or they do go to churches, but you know, maybe their churches, I don't know that there isn't that kind of, of, of connection or whatever. They try to go to substance abuse, of course. I, I mean, we've dealt with that a lot. Even before COVID, we used to deal with that. When people are stressed or have all sorts of problems, they always run to different stuff. Some of them, yes, they go to drugs. Some of them, it's alcohol. So that's how people deal with stuff there, which is not really dealing with anything. It's actually creating more Oh, it's just problems. creating more challenges. Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah. Well, here's a very difficult question for you two ladies. How do you know if you actually have a challenge or problem or issue to deal with? And I'll give you an example. When I was at school and I was writing my trick, I couldn't read my exam papers. And I just thought, oh, well, it's because I was having late night studying. And it turns out I actually needed glasses. But the deterioration of my eyes was so slow over so many years that I didn't realize that my eyesight was deteriorating. Um, and so some people might have major challenges and they just think that's normal in their world and they just carry on and it deteriorates and deteriorates and, de and then, you know, people commit suicide, they, they do crazy things, they turn to drugs or alcohol and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, at what point do you know that there's actually a problem? Yeah. I um I know you aren't psychologists and psychiatrists, <laughs> but we're just chatting away uh, because we want we're chatting to people that are in our circumstances listening to us, and mm. you know where do we go? For me, um, personally, I think it's I've, I feel like with how society is for the younger generation and how social media is presented to the world, everyone has this sort of fake identity online where they pretend everything is perfect or they put up a front. And that's what the world sees or that's what you see when you look at your friends and, you know, friends of friends. So you think like, oh, that's what my life needs to be like or that's what I need to show people my life is also like. And so you relate yourself to that. But when you're at home by yourself and you have your issues, I feel like it is easy to realize like, oh, I do have this issue because I'm trying to portray my way, my, my life in this way and look perfect in this oh, way. That's but, a brilliant way of looking at it. But yes. I'm not, you know, I'm lying or I'm putting up a front or I'm trying to convince myself of something. Or like, you're trying to convince other people, yeah. which is which then again is lies, as you pointed out. Exactly. So I think that sort of deteriorates your mental health a bit, you know, and it, yeah, it's not dealing with the problem. You yes, know. yes. Yeah. And I think that also goes back to what Olga said is, you know, people, um, even if they have challenges, they don't completely recognize it. Um, when they start going back to alcohol or drinks or food or whatever it is that's going, they're hoping is going to fix things, um, at least their friends should be able to see that there's an issue. Mm. And uh, we really need to, I think, as Christians, call our friends out, not in a horrible way. Yeah. But we are brothers and sisters keepers. Yeah. And, and you know, I've often seen or heard of or I come across, um, especially in the world of suicide, where somebody that nobody ever suspected a thing, mm -hmm. you know. And, and there was a mental health challenge that nobody was aware of or even close friends or maybe mm -hmm. even family didn't even know anything or no, nobody suspected anything. And, and we need to ask, I think, some hard questions amongst our own people, like in your Christian groups that you speak about, Ashley, where yeah. you have a community of believers around you. Uh, we need to actually start pushing each other, I think, uh, when we see that somebody's doing something weird, you know. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, one starts off just with some medicine from your local doctor to help you with anxiety and then moves on. You start using more and more. Eventually, you start taking other kind of uh, drugs or whatever. And, you know, we need to hold each other accountable. I'm not saying we can never have any medicine to help us. Um, But still, we need to, I think the issue of accountability should be much higher for us uh, as Christians, just in community with each other, you know. And sometimes we're very scared of that, of challenging um, other people, you know, because the first thing they'd say to you is, you know, are you, are you, uh, you know, is your standard so high and, you know, you being horrible to me or, yeah. or something like that. Or they feel judged instead of, you know. Yes, you're judging me. me. Yeah. The scripture, the Bible does actually say the spiritual man judges all things. So mm. it should be a compliment if somebody says you ju- <laughs> that you're judging them, <laughs> as long as the standard is scripture. Yeah. <laughs> but Olga, um, in your society, how would you know? In your world? Well, Lucky for me, I have very upfront friends and family. Oh my goodness, are they on your case all the time? Yes, and they're they're very straightforward about stuff. Like they don't, well, they always come to me and tell me that Olga, maybe we think you have, uh, a like a problem with patience. You know, you are not patient enough with people and things like that. So it's up to us how we react to to what people are telling us because because if we react, I, I know it's not always nice when somebody's telling you you have a problem. But until you yourself admit that you actually might have that problem, you, you know, you will never get the help that you yes. need. Yes, and it's also, you know, again, the standard must be scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody mustn't just complain because um, of some arbitrary issue that's got nothing yes, to do definitely. with God's word just because they don't like the way you do something. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't like the way you chew your apple. It's not a... <laughs> You know what I mean? You're not going to quote scripture about the chewing of an apple, you know. Yeah. So um, I think we we got to always look back at scripture and say, this is our standard. This is what God speaks of us. And um, the Bible tells us that sin is lawlessness. It's the breaking of God's law. You know, God's law is the whole Bible. He doesn't give us suggestions. Everything is his word and we need to obey it. Yeah. And the Bible says if we don't obey it, then we're in sin. So that's our standard. Um, and we need to keep to that. But then it does get really difficult. Um, where do we go from here with our friends? How can we tell our listeners, as you know, we're not professionals in this game, we're not psychiatrists, we're not psychologists, we're wanting to know about reaching out to our own friends, mm. our own people uh, in our group. How do we deal with this? You see somebody that instead of taking the one beer that they might have at the um, around the fire at night, Olga, and now they're drinking five beers and they, they're losing control. Um, how do we approach them as Christian brothers and sisters in Christ in love to help them? These are difficult questions. Yes. Yeah. I don't know the answer. I'm trying to get you guys to answer everything for me. <laughs> well, honestly, I feel that, you know, you cannot... Um always tell people what to do and they do it whether you, you you're quoting the bible or, or or just saying it in general but then myself with my friends or the people that i know or anybody you know who's doing something wrong for that matter i'll just try to to approach them in a polite way firm but polite because i'm not trying to 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 to, to cause a scene or whatever but i'm trying to 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 show them that they are going you know, the way that they're not supposed to go. Yes, you want to be helpful without them rejecting the help. The help, yes, of exactly. course. So I'll just tell them that, you know what, when we started, you said you're going to take one beer, and now you're taking five. So don't you think that maybe something is not right there? Because that's not what you said you would do. And, and you know, try to, to, to work the conversation from there. 
and try to see. I, I'm sure, you know, somewhere, you know, down the line, you will be able to come to an understanding. And then if not, but then I will know that at least I did try to help that person. Yes. Because you cannot enforce You, you can walk away anybody. saying that you have tried to exactly. make a difference in their exactly. lives. Yes. Um, I think that's very important. I've had people needing to speak to me about sin in my life. Luckily, it wasn't uh, mental health issues uh, that I can remember. <laughs> but I certainly was in sin. And the approach is very important mm -hmm. you know in one case uh, somebody came to speak to me and i don't believe it was a sin issue they just didn't like my style of doing things and uh, they came across very aggressively and there's no repentance from me because there's nothing to repent about yeah. you know and i just don't like the person anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it was the approach you know and there, it wasn't an issue that we could deal with in scripture and say this is where you're going wrong. This is, you know, you're outside of God's word here. It was nothing like that. It was just, we don't like the way you're doing things. Mm. Well, you know, you're not paying my salary. <laughs> I don't care if you don't like what, yeah. the way I do things. Yeah. It's, <laughs> so. Um, so it's so interesting because I feel like people are so different. And that's why it is such a touchy subject when you have to address to your friends or family what you think they're doing wrong yes. from your perspective. And um, for me... Whenever I'm trying to talk to someone about something I think they can improve on, I always try to come from like a standing point of love um, because, you know, obviously that's what God wants from us. And it's difficult. So I, my best approach is always just to be completely honest. I'm, I start the conversations or difficult, difficult conversations by saying, I love you so much. Like this is not meant to hurt you. I want you to take this in a... Um, a constructive, yes, a constructive love way. way yes. Exactly. It's not going to be nice. Constructive criticism is never nice. Mm -hmm. I mean, it hurts your feelings. People have emotional responses almost immediately. But you just need to understand that this is from a good like, spot. It's not, from a, it's not because I want to attack you or anything. And I mean, it's not always successful. But, um, sure, it depends a lot on the listener too. You yes. know, you can be really nice, you know, yeah. like I, I'm sure you girls can be. You know, I'm the horrible <laughs> one, yeah. But, but yes, uh, you know, you can be really nice sometimes and people are just not interested in even hearing what God's, words to say, what God's word has to say on a topic. Mm -hmm. um, and so they, they reject it anyway. Yeah. But, um, but that doesn't mean we mustn't uh, step up to the plate. I, I think when it comes to mental health issues or sin issues, the challenge isn't the fact that Christians are actually trying to do something about it. I think the lack of doing anything, not doing anything, the cowardice involved in that mm -hmm. is actually more of the challenge that we, uh, at least in the South African church here today, is a much bigger problem for us, yes. is that we remain silent. Yeah. And if we're talking about um, issues like abortion, which is a major, major mental health issue for mm -hmm. Uh, the ladies that go through it um it's a, a very traumatic for them and yet we're quite silent about it we don't talk about it we don't want to be involved in demonstrations we don't want to write letters to the editor about it we don't even want to talk our friends about it because we don't want to offend them we don't want to hurt their feelings and and so we as the church or the body of christ we just keep quiet and we can't keep quiet because the scriptures command us to have nothing to do with the fruitless, the fruitless deeds of darkness, but we must expose them. Mm. But we be rather not expose them. And so yeah. the sin is literally in us who are doing nothing. You know, the person who's getting 
get given a hard time because they're actually speaking up. Those are the ones we should be impressed with, you yeah. know, and saying, well, they are literally doing what God's told them to do. Uh, whether it's with a friend or somebody you've never met in your life before, or it's a debate or a phone-in on radio. Either way, we need to stand up for righteousness and truth. Well, this has been a really interesting topic. I'm Charles van Beek. We're talking to Ashley and Olga. We're talking about mental health or lack thereof. <laughs> and uh, I think, Ashley, I think let's go back to the scripture that you quoted and yes. Olga, the scripture you quoted. Just go through it slowly for us again. We're coming to the end of the program in the next uh, three minutes. And let's hear what God has to say. Okay. Um, so my scripture that keeps me strong and that keeps me going through these times is 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. Um, which says, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And this just strengthens me every day. It helps me through my worry, through my stress. I know God is always with me because he has put a spirit in me that is not fearful, that does not let worries break me down. Um, but I have love and I have self-control and that gives me all the strength. Wonderful. Olga. And my scripture is Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7. It says, Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your, mind, your minds in Christ Jesus. I mean, this told, it tells us that we don't have to worry about anything. I know that we cannot help but worry, which is why this part is in the Bible. God knows that we, we will not help but worry. That, that, that's us humans. We keep worrying and worrying. But then the good thing is that, you know what, by prayer, we can always you know, submit our request to God and speak to him. And we, we, we've been given that freedom to be able to communicate with God through prayer. I think that's really amazing that... You know, you can talk to God and have that peace in your heart. So I, I really feel that this scripture is it's very motivating. Praise the Lord for that. Ashley and Olga, thank you very much for chatting to us on Salt and Light uh, today. It's wonderful having you discussing mental health and what the Bible has to say and how we should be uh, putting into practice what scripture teaches. Thank you very much and uh, blessings with your further studies and work and everything else that comes up and uh, I'm Charles van Beek and I'm closing off. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Yeah. Thank, Thank you for, you for having us. <laughs>